a new series um, on prayer. Um, before, as we begin this morning, I just, I just had a quick question that I wanted to have a little uh, audience participation so, to begin with. So uh, how many of you guys believe in the power of prayer? And um, how many of you guys believe that when you pray, God, God actually hears you? How many guys, just because you just, I just want to make sure I'm in, okay, and if your hand's not raised, it's okay. We're not, you know, taking names or anything like that or Maybe, you know, like sometimes when I was a student in class, the teacher would ask a question and I would just hear the end of it and I'd go, what, what did, what did they say, what, who? Yeah, okay, so uh, I see all the hands that are raised and um, most, a lot of you raise your hands believing that, uh, uh, that God answers prayer, you believe in prayer and, and many of you have seen, seen that in, in your life and so him, let me ask you another question. So if every prayer you prayed last week came to pass and it happened, every prayer, uh, how different would you be, how different would those around you be, and, and how different would the world be if every prayer you prayed came true? Now, I know you, you're probably thinking like, boy, if, now if I knew for the next week, then I, yeah, no, just, I just want to, we're going to come back to that question, um, so now, um, maybe you're like me where uh, I, I, I do believe in, in, in prayer. I do. And I do believe that, that God speaks. I believe that. And, 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 and at the same time, how many of you, uh, just another show of hands, please just bear with me. How many of you feel like you don't pray as much as you should, knowing those things? Okay, okay, okay. Some, yeah, there, there are many, many who just say, yeah, I just, I don't pray as much as I should. And so we're going to talk over the next, I think it's seven or eight weeks on prayer. And so we're excited about that. With that, let's all stand up and let's pray, shall we? If you're comfortable with it, would you grab hold of the hands of somebody next to you? As always, if you're single, don't be getting no revelation right now. <laughs> it was just a certain way that, no, no, let me just tell you now. Father, we, we are one body, though we are many. We are one and there's a, there's a power that happens when people, your word in the King James says, when we touch and agree on anything, that those things we ask will be done. Lord, we're, we're agreeing literally in our hearts, even as we hold hands, God. And we're, 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 we're asking you, God, to hear the cries of our heart this morning. Lord, that there are those here who are burdened, and, and, and weighed down, uh, there are those who, who need a miracle. And Lord, they, they, maybe they've cried to the, and, and, and can't even speak the words anymore. But Lord, you hear our hearts. And so God, we stand before you, we're asking you to move and to speak to us that at the end of this time today, we look a little bit more like you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Would you give someone a high five and have a seat, please? All right, here we go. Here we go. So, all right, why not? Why not? Okay, now fellowship time's over. Now a high five and have a seat, okay? You, you guys would just do that all day if we let you. Um, so why don't we pray as much as we should? There could be many different reasons. Maybe we just kind of feel like we really don't know how to pray. Like, like I just, I'm not really sure. I kind of stumble and I kind of bumble through it. Maybe I'm just not, maybe you're just not comfortable praying. Like, you know, you kind of, okay, do I kneel? Do I stand? What, what are the appropriate words? It's just, 
I'm not comfortable. Maybe, maybe you're like me sometimes. I have trouble staying focused in prayer. I'm like, Lord, I just pray for, pray for. I wonder if we have any lettuce. Do we have lettuce? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Oh, sorry, Lord, sorry, sorry. No, God, back to that. Um, Lord, hey, well, hold on. I got a text message. Lord, let me just get, ah, oh, man, stay, staying focused. Um, maybe um, <clears throat> in sometimes in group prayer, it's interesting when we come together and pray the dynamics of what happens. It's interesting. And maybe you've been in a, in a prayer uh, uh, with, with another group and, and man, somebody just like, you just were intimidated by their prayers. I mean, they're, they're praying, they're quoting scripture, they're, they're calling down, uh, uh, angels and they're, they're binding demons and, and you're like, yes, yes. And, and then it comes, you're like, look, God, God, I know you're going to answer that prayer. Cause that was just a good prayer. And, and then it comes soon. You're like, Lord, just bless the whole world. Amen. Is that, yeah. Is that okay? Hey, you know what? God hears our heart. He hears our prayers. Um, uh, how about there's a time when maybe you really, really should have been praying, but you weren't praying. You, you, were, you were looking for something. You needed an answer, and, and maybe you, you found yourself going to other people or maybe to books or something else, but you kind of didn't bother to ask God. You know, anybody ever do that where it's like, oh, yes, right, we were year. Okay, I'm the only one. All right, years ago, we were. We took a, a group of kids to Hong Kong, and we borrowed a, um, a a a a video recorder. And for those of you who are young and don't know, it's actually not back then. We didn't have phones that could record everything. Uh, it was actual actual, and they were like big clunky things like this. And so you had to look through it, and it was and, and like a movie projector kind of only VHS tape. It was the latest technology. We borrowed one, and I learned a couple of valuable lessons. Number one is don't ever borrow any equipment like that on a missions trip, ever, especially with teens. So one, one particular teenager had the responsibility of keeping that. And I said, okay, here, we're going to go. Uh, we went into this place, and we were kind of just joining a, a large group of people that were praying. And, and I said, okay, you got the video camera, right? Oh, yeah, I got it. Okay, great. And we leave and make our way back, and we're in Hong Kong, and so we're I don't even know where we were. We're all, and then, and then I, it's, you ever have those, you know, as a parent, you get it all the time, but you ever have those times where you just kind of walk and you go, Hey, where is such and such? Or where is this? Cause you just like, like just something just hits you. Like, and I said, I, we were walking. I went, who's got the video camera? <laughs> oh, uh, and I'm like, no, no, you, you did not. What did you do with it? I don't know. I think I no. you did we, you lost the video camera? Oh, and I'm thinking this is going to cost back then a couple hundred dollars, maybe more. And I'm like, no. And then I got to explain to this person, I'm so sorry. We were in a large group of kind of heroin addicts and we were just praying. And I don't know, I don't know where your camera went. You know, how are you going to explain? And so we're like, okay, let's go to this place. It wasn't there. Okay, let's go back to this place. And we go, we, we get into the place where we were. And, and, and I said, hey, you know what? We, we can't find our video camera. Did, did anybody, did anybody turn one into you? I know. I just had to ask. Right. And, 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 and the guy looks at me and he, he's a Chinese man. He looks at me. He goes, Nope. Oh, well, pray to God. Like, and I went, duh. I know that. I know. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Come on.
on, guys, let's pray. <laughs> let's pray, God, <laughs> please help us. And, and, and then we, we, we eventually found it. So that's, you know, like, hey, thank you, Lord. And the kids were like, oh, yeah, man, we prayed. And God showed us right where it was. I'm like, well, yes, amen. I wish we would have thought of that, like, immediately, right? We got it back. Maybe that's happened to you sometimes. Well, let me just say this as we start this journey together. And that's exactly what prayer is. Prayer is a journey, just like our walk with the Lord. It's a journey. There are going to be times when you're going to feel like you're just right in the pocket. Not that, not that you're like, like I, I got prayer down. Because guess what? We never get prayer down. We can never plumb the depths of it. And, and, and wherever we are in our faith journey, it's okay. And if, 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 if you're, if you just can just, if you can start with the smallest little spark of prayer, it's all right because it's a journey. There's going to be times of highs, times of lows, uh, other times where you wonder, man, is, are these prayers even making a difference? Let me say to you, yes, yes, they are. It's a journey. So there was a recent poll that was taken that said that 40% of Americans say that they experience significant health improvements as a result of prayer. So apparently, prayer makes you more healthy. A study funded by the National Institute of Health uh, said that those who pray daily were shown to be 40% less likely to have high blood pressure. Isn't that interesting? Okay, other studies have shown that prayer actually helps to boost your immune system and helps lessen the severity of certain illnesses. This is interesting, right? Uh, prayer offsets the uh, health effects of stress, the negative health effects of stress. I got this out of psychology today. And they said, researchers found that people who prayed with others were less vulnerable to the negative physical health effects associated with financial stress. Also, it was the focus on others that seemed to be contributing to the stress buffering effects of prayer. Praying for material gain did not counter the effects of stress. I just kind of thought, okay, how did they even quant quantify that? Like if you're praying for your, you know, Lord, I want a Mercedes Benz. Ah, it's not going to help you, man. That's kind of what they're saying. Anyway, so thinking about the welfare of others may be a crucial component of receiving personal benefits from prayer. Psychology today, interesting. So there are many different definitions of prayer in the Bible, and the Greek word, has the context of a, a desire towards, a, a, a desire towards. Other, other definitions are, are, are a, a petition before him, okay? So it could be a simple prayer, like uh, the shortest prayer in the Bible is, Lord, save me, Peter, when he was drowning. Uh, I remember years ago, I had some teens write down some prayers, and I kept, I kept some of them, and I, 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 I've always kept this one. This is a prayer that a kid in a youth group wrote. You got to love this. This is it. Sup, Jesus. How you? Me? Same old. Plus, you already know. <laughs> That's good. Well, how's Michael? Hope you're looking after my dog, Snickers. Keep Jeanette safe. I really do care for her. Keep the people in my life close to you. Well, peace, love. That's a good prayer. Good prayer. R.C. Riley, the biblical scholar, says this, prayer is the simplest act in all religion. Yeah. 
He says, it is simply speaking to God. It needs neither learning nor wisdom nor book knowledge to begin it. It needs nothing but heart and will. The weakest infant can cry when he is hungry. See, prayer is like the great equalizer. You don't need a degree in theology. You don't have to have memorized the New Testament. You don't have to be considered a super-duper spiritual person because it's a level playing field because we all are growing in this, this thing called prayer. And so Paul the Apostle in the book of Philippians sort of gives his mission statement And I want to tie that into prayer this morning. He says this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. He says, this is kind of a summary of his life. So that I may know him, and the Amplified Bible says, experientially becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely, and in the same way, experience the power of his resurrection which overflows and is active in believers. Paul the Apostle, what what are you all about, Paul? You know what? I just want to know Jesus, to be experientially becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, to understand the remarkable wonders of his person more completely. Now, if anybody knew Jesus really, really well. It was Paul the apostle. And yet Paul says, no, I've not arrived yet. There's more. I want to know him better. Prayer is more than just getting my needs met, but it's getting to know him. It increases our intimacy with him. Reader's Digest years ago wrote this, the life of prayer is a journey with God as well as toward God. A journey in which prayer becomes for those who pursue it as natural as breathing. When everything we do is prayer, the fruit is an incense in, um, an increase, sorry, in love, patience, and compassion for others, leaving behind the unmistakable taste of holiness. That is good. Prayer is a journey with God as well as toward God. We've been looking the last number of weeks at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, which says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your steps. Well, prayer is that. It's acknowledging him in all that you do. It's trusting him and seeking his will. And asking and saying, Lord, what do you have here? What about this? What about that? A journey with God as well as a journey toward God. Now, if you're feeling like, you know what? I have really messed up this thing called prayer. I really have. Maybe you feel like, you know what? I just do not pray as much as I need to. I'm going to be so convicted during these next seven weeks. I'm not sure that I'm going to come Come back. That is exactly why you should come back, all right? Because we've all felt like we've missed it. We've all felt like we've fallen short. We've all felt like, you know, I really, really am convicted in my prayer life. John Ortberg, the author, said this. He says, the greatest gift you are to God is what you are becoming, not what you have failed at in the past. It's a journey. We're becoming more like him. 
Don't focus on failure in the past in prayer. Focus on the steps that you can do today moving toward him in this journey. Luke chapter 18, Jesus is giving a parable, and I want to relate this to prayer, and a parable is a story because Middle Eastern people in particular, uh, they, 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 they love stories. It's a, it's a communication, uh, uh, cultural communication norm for them. Plus, the Old Testament says that the Messiah, when he comes, would speak in parables, spiritual truths told in modern-day language. That's what a parable is. It's a spiritual truth told in modern language. And so he gives this parable, and he says, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, and he said, uh, he said who neither feared God nor cared about people. Then it says a widow. Stop. Don't miss this. Okay, this is a woman who was a widow. She's lost her husband. We don't know anything about her children. But it appears that there's no one to rescue her. There's no one to be there for her behalf. And so this is someone who's in great need. Okay? You know, the Lord has a heart for those who have no one to rescue them. She's a widow. Of that city, verse 3, a widow of that city came to him repeatedly, saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, and finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman, New Living Translation, is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request verse 6 then the lord said learn a lesson from this unjust judge even he rendered a just decision in the land so don't you think god will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night will he keep putting them off I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? So let me give you a couple of things this morning that we can hopefully take and, and, and will help us in our prayers. Number one, pray specifically. Number one, write that down if you like. Put it in your phone. Pray specifically. Philippians 4 says this. Verse 6, don't be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, that is every circumstance or situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your, what's that next word? Specific request known to God. The peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which guards, uh, stands guard over your hearts and minds, in Christ Jesus is yours. Number one, pray specifically. This widow had a need, and it was a very specific need that she kept bringing to the Lord. I think that our Lord loves it when we pray specifics. When we come to him with this, Lord, I mean, this, Lord, this is it, Lord, this is what I need. So number one, pray specifically. Number two, pray persistently. Pray persistently. It turns out that repetition is okay in prayer as long as it's not vain repetition. 
See, I grew up sort of in a religious system that would have you repeat the same prayers over and over and over again, depending on the severity of your sin. Um, no disrespect to anyone who's Catholic. I grew up in that, in that system, and that, that introduced me to God. But I can remember as a boy having to pray five Our Fathers and two Hail Marys. And as a child, I couldn't help but think, why do I have to pray it five times? But I didn't dare ask. <laughs> I just prayed it. And I thought, doesn't God get it the first time? Anyway, that was just how a young man thinks. Pray persistently. This woman had to overcome the judge's reluctance to help her. And sometimes we feel that we have to do the same, we, that we pray to overcome God's reluctance to help us. Jesus doesn't say that men always ought to pray and not lose heart because God is reluctant. Because he isn't. Did you hear me? I hope I get this this morning. I hope you get it. God is not reluctant to help you. He's not. So that's our encouragement in prayer. It's okay to keep laying things before him. It's okay to to say, okay, God, you know, I'm coming to you again with this because you're reluctant and you're not doing what I say. No, because God delays times at times, right? There's a timing involved. I wrote this down. Divine delays don't mean divine denials. And those delays aren't intended to change God, but to change us. Persistence in prayer brings transformation to our lives and builds us into the character of God. Oh, it's, it's not to change him, but it's to change me. Was there a season in your life when you were just laid out before God and you're like, God, and you were on your knees and you were begging him and and crying out to him and and God came through and you were so happy and you were so excited. And and, I see, I think that is a part of why God delays sometimes because he's teaching us that perseverance. Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, Jesus says this, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. Their attitude is all wrong. They're religious, and they just want people to pat them on the back and say, oh, you're awesome, dude. Don't be like that. I tell you the truth that uh, that is all the reward they'll ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Verse 7, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. Get this. For your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Be specific in your prayers, be specific. Be persistent. He already knows anyway. I like the kid who wrote the prayer and said, what's up, God? 
Me, I'm okay, but you already know. <laughs> you already know I'm okay. He already knows. Third thing is pray confidently. Pray specifically, pray persistently, pray confidently. How can we pray with confidence when all of our prayers aren't answered? He already knows what we need. We can pray confidently as we pray to him because we're not trying to educate him to our situation. He already knows it. But we have access to the treasury of heaven. Romans 5, 2 says, because of your faith, Christ, our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We have access to his treasury. We do. Not only that, we have access to his promises. Luke 11 verse 9 says, And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on speaking, uh, seeking, sorry, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. We understand that's not a formula to get everything you want. Because it has to be according to his will. But he says, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Be confident in your prayers that he's up to something. So why should you pray? I mean, really. You know what? Every time we pray, we acknowledge our dependence on him, don't we? Every time we pray. When we say, let's pray, what are we doing? We're saying, hey, we need you, God. God, we're inviting you into this. We are dependent upon you to answer this for us, Lord. That's how we communicate with the Lord. It's one of the ways that we grow in our relationship with him. That's why we should pray. There's another principle that I call participation. And I love this. When we pray, we're joining with the God of the universe who wants to do something in our lives with those around us and in our world. He's up to something. And we get to join in with that. We get to participate. The God of the universe who can do whatever he wants to do and doesn't need us or our help says, no, I want, to, I want you to join me in this journey. I want you to pray, ask, seek, knock, and then watch what happens. And then you'll be, you'll be joining in. You know what? That pleases his heart. You know, you parents out there, you know that sometimes when your kids are young, and they're like, Daddy, can I help? Daddy, can I help? Mommy, can I do this? And, you know, there's something within you that says, no, because I'm trying to get done with this right now. But there's also something that says, yeah, come on. It's going to take a little bit longer. You know what? And it's, it's not, it may, it may not come out perfect, but, 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 uh, but join in with me and we'll do it together. Doesn't that give, as a, doesn't it give you great pleasure? And I just believe that God, that that pleases God's heart. When we pray and we ask and we seek and we knock, and then, and then, and then he, he does something, and then we get to know him better. And we say, thank you, Lord. We get to know him better. 
and then others get to see him move. Why do you keep praying for that, man? Apparently it's not working out the way that, oh, no, man, you don't know that. We're going to keep on praying. We're believing God for the miraculous. And people say, okay, whatever, dude. And then it happens and they go, okay, there is no way that could have happened without God. That's amazing. So, hey, we get to join in in the answer, number one. Number two, we get to know him better. And number three, others get to see God. And they go, okay, okay, all right. Okay, that has to be God. That has to be. So let me give you this last bit. And then we're going to take our missions offering. And then the the youth are going to come up and kind of tell you what's been going on in their world as they get ready for camp. Holla. Let me give you this last bit. Start where you are. Don't look back. Start where you are today. But don't stay where you are tomorrow. Start right where you are, but don't stay where you are. There was a man that had come to the disciples. His boy was demon-possessed, violently demon-possessed. They couldn't cast him out. They brought him to Jesus to cast this boy out. And the man says to Jesus, have mercy on us and help us if you can. New Living Translation, Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? Then he says, anything is possible if a person believes. I love the father. He cries out instantly, I do believe but help me to overcome my unbelief. You ever been there? Unbelief. Lord, help me. I love this man who said, no, I do believe. I do. Help me to overcome my unbelief. And you know what? That boy was healed and delivered. And I believe that that's just God honors those kinds of prayers. All right? So if everything you prayed this week was answered, How different would your life be? How different would life be for those who are in your circle? How different would the world be? Join us on this journey. Join us. We're going to grow together. Wednesday, we're going to break down the prayers of Paul. How to pray like Paul did. I want to encourage you to come to that. Get connected in light groups. Because there's a dynamic and a power when we join hands with others in prayer. Yeah, your prayers are powerful, but there's a presence, there's a manifest. When, when we agree together, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's something that's powerful that get plugged in to a small group throughout the week. Get connected with others. Amen? All right, let me um, have the ushers come forward and um, 